Welcome to If The Walls Could Talk, a series of conversations about smart buildings connecting key thinkers in the property world with each other and with you. I'm Jules Barker, Global Director of Product at WideScore, the certification company dedicated to making the world's buildings smarter and better connected. In this series, we're exploring what it takes to create a smart building that works, so that people like you and I can communicate, collaborate and innovate seamlessly. So far, we've heard the view of the owner. In this episode, we're going to get the perspective of the consultant. Creating a really good smart building is hard, and navigating the path to success requires the kind of expertise and experience that our guest today has in spades. Anna Cunha is Real Estate Sector Director for Derns Group, the global engineering consultancy whose clients include building owners, developers, architects and investors across multiple market segments. Anna, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on the smart buildings topic. Anna, I'd like to start with definitions. What does a smart building mean to you? What's, what are the critical components and characteristics of a smart building? A smart building is a building that allows to smartly use, occupy, operate a building to improve its performances, to improve its resilience, to improve uh, the user experience. But there's not one single definition or solution. From uh, our perspective at Dunes, we know that, or we consider that a smart building is a building that will integrate a certain infrastructure or systems inside that create data. This data will be used by different systems, by different applications, uh, devices that will allow them to interact and manage the systems inside the building. All that to provide uh, more services and improve the experience, uh, to improve the resource efficiency of the building. And why not, since data is coming more and more to the topic of smart buildings, to allow for new uses, new models and um, improved reporting on specific areas. So. It's not an easy definition, but I think that the key remains on functionality, uh, uses uh, and goals, not on uh, specific systems to put inside. There's systems, but, but experience is more important than systems. And where does the data fit into that for you? Is, is, is the data something that you need to get the experiences or, or what role does data play? Data is uh, a key topic because given the context of today of more stringent regulations and need for multiple firms to report on their ESG performance and specifically on the performance of their assets, we are in need of more transparency to generate reliable information uh, for trustful future decision making. Smart buildings can be a tool, a mean to reach the obtention of valuable data not just for decision-making, but also to better operate buildings, to propose better uh, services. And I think that, therefore, when we're talking about smart buildings, we should not start the discussion with which systems I will put inside, which technology I will put inside, but rather defining what is my goal, what do I want to do, what do I want to allow for in terms of functionality, in terms of interaction between different type of users, what do I want to allow for in terms of performance, and based on that, decide on the systems that we'll put inside. And if systems are going to interact in buildings, then presumably the data has got to be able to interact with each other. How do you get different systems to communicate to each other? Well, that's a very good question. Actually, that's why at Tins we don't see smart building design as just um, a small process within the design stage that comes after other stages. Actually, when we 
We consider that it's important to decide on the minimum number of systems that allow for the maximum of functionality, maximum of adaptability, flexibility, and services. Because many times, when given the timeline of a building development, the building goes slower the building development, then the technology development goes. So it's important that we sit with the clients, that we discuss uh, their ambition, uh, their strategy, the client ambition, the attractiveness they want to generate for their asset. And based on that, actually, we will define a functional program of requirements to reach that goal. So the smart building is not a proposal itself, it's a mean to reach uh, improved performance on different areas. So for us, it is very important to think that in advance so that every system, every device, every technology that you put into the building is able to communicate, to send and receive data so that we are able to think of improved ways of operating, to integrate in time services, even if they are not aimed today for the current tenant, but they will be in one year or for the next tenant, um, so that the systems can be interoperable and have resilience and not be having to change systematically as there is a, a, a new use case. Tell me about Derns's role in all of that. What, where, what role does Derns play in the, uh, the setup of the smart building and the design of the smart building and the diagnostic of the systems? Uh, so Derns is an engineering firm, a consultancy firm, and uh, when design, when supporting our clients in designing a smart building, we make use of our uh, knowledge about the building systems, the technical side, but also the understanding of the technology and how we can put it all together. The goal is not adding layers and systems, but to select the ones who can communicate the best to the maximum of uh, flexibility. So we'll support the client in uh, defining what is the ambition in terms of smart building. We must say that many clients say, I want a smart building, but very few can define what they want as smart building. So it's very important to think of these in early stages. If it is just a one-shot smart building, or if it is part of a broader strategy of smartization, uh, digital transition uh, path for a portfolio of assets and how therefore we can make them smarter and how we can make them communicate with each other. So at the end, all users can benefit. How do you make procurement decisions for technology that might have a one, two, three, uh, year life cycle um, in real estate that might have a 20, 50 year life cycle. Yes, that's where it's important to think of inter interoperability. It's important when we are deciding uh, in the beginning of the process to think of the cybersecurity aspects we want to ensure to the resilience of the systems, their capacity to communicate within uh, a platform that actually where even the data some systems can collect and generate may serve other uh, systems and to keep the target on the um, global performance uh, on carbon. Are we having to change systems all the time? Is it cable? Is it battery? Um, is it a new or an existing building? Um, is it an occupied or non-occupied building? Because then the flexibility for action is not the same uh, and the impact it's not the same. So we wait all this and that's why I was mentioning that we should not disconnect smart and digital from sustainability, from people-centric uh, building development, uh, health and well-being, because one can really serve 
multiple purposes. And at turn specifically, we try to address this topic in the beginning of the process also with some clients through digital due diligence. What do I mean by that? Actually, we will uh, start the process analyzing a building where it is today, what systems does it have, how those systems allow to perform, let's say, in terms of health and well-being, uh, cybersecurity, energy and environment, connection to the heat, cooling, uh, ventilation systems. And we discuss with the client their ambition. You talked about uh, needing to think about smart in the whole and not thinking about mono solutions one by one. Yeah. Does that mean that it's not all right to say, for example, as a landlord, I'm going to focus on uh, understanding my energy usage and just going at that first. Do you have to think of the whole of the systems in together? No, not necessarily. I think that a smart building for a type of user is not a smart it's not the same. It's not copy past. And as I was telling, it's not a smart building infrastructure that will make a building smart in the way it is used or, or operated. I think that you don't st you can start with specific topics, um, with energy, with well-being. Of course, uh, some will make a, a smaller renovation, others will transform the asset and therefore think the carbon piece and the digital transition. That's why we don't dissociate performance targets from the smart building strategy definition, because smart depends on how you want to use on what you want to do. You can have a very technological, uh, innovative system here, but if I don't know how to use it and if it goes beyond what I need, well, it's powerful, but it's not powerful in practice because it's not used. What might a client do or say that would set off warning bells for you? that you might think the project isn't going to succeed or they're not going to get the outcomes they want? I think that if the smart building strategy shall come at the end and not uh, in the early stages of a building development, that is a risk. Of course, you always have devices and systems put inside, but it's important that if you have the discussion earlier, you are able to optimize the set functionalities that you'll be able to think of through the devices you design. You'll be able to improve the costs. You'll be able to think of operations and the different users that can benefit out of it. Also, it's very important to onboard all parties so that whatever is defined as target, as goal, and whatever is defined as infrastructure it can, and systems, you can integrate everything well. What would be the single piece of advice that you'd say is the most important? If you had three minutes and a lift with them, what would be the one thing you want them to leave with? I think that advice uh, would be, we are in a stage of building transformation. We need to focus on performance, on climate, on user experience, well-being. And therefore, it's the momentum to think of innovative approaches, disruptive approaches to make building assets, real estate assets, more attractive, less impacting and good for people's health. So to a client, I would uh, advise them to, at the beginning of every development, be it new or renovation, to sit together, to define the performance we want to have as a whole, understand what the building is today and what it aims to be, think of the transformation of business models to allow for new services and more attractive assets and where the data indeed is key. Thank you, Anna. Wow, there was a lot to unpack there. That was a huge amount of information. What's clear to me from what you've been saying is how complex the world of smart buildings are, how many different interacting systems, outcomes, stakeholders there are. 
And what's really clear is you need someone like you, a consultant, to help the developer in their journey. Thank you for the invitation and uh, for boosting to the market the understanding of these stakes. So thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe to If the Walls Could Talk using your usual podcast provider. Thanks for listening.